Hi, I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Zach Luna. This year, Spider-Man finally joins the Marvel Cinematic Universe in Spider-Man Homecoming. But 15 years ago, the friendly neighborhood webhead hit the big screen for the first time ever. Introducing Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate the Spider-Man movies one minute at a time. Starting with Sam Raimi's web-slinging debut, we discuss everything from genetically engineered super spiders to wall-crawling heroics. Join us as we navigate the great power and great responsibility behind every single minute of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Spider-Man Minute, available at DuelingGenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Dueling Genre to Countdown to Infinity, where we are recapping the Marvel Cinematic Universe one movie at a time until the release of Avengers Infinity War. Today, we are ending Woo-hoo. Phase 1 Bam. and covering Avengers. I am Ray Ruzo, and I have with me today Chris O'Connor and Becca Raybergen. What's up, guys? Excelsior is up. <laughs> so did this feel like it came up really quickly to either of you guys? Like, I feel like we've haven't really been doing this that long and we're at Avengers already. Oh, it makes yeah, sense. It does, but it's also kind of like, you remember when, when I was up um, back in December, we watched like phase one plus the first two movies of phase two in a day and a half. Like, yeah. so it all like, it goes really fast if yeah, you put everything true. together. Yeah. I imagine phase one isn't, isn't much longer, if at all, than yeah. the uh, Lord of the Rings extended edition it's back not- to back. It's not. I tried. <laughs> I was rewatching this movie this weekend with someone who had never seen it before. Oh, wow. Which is always a treat because you then have to go and think like, shit, is this movie actually as good as I remember it being? Which was my reaction when the first the mm-hmm. opening scene came up, which I know they have to set up the Chitauri and the alien stuff like really, really early. But I still kind of feel like that beginning monologue is really huh. hokey and makes it feel like it's not setting up for a movie as good as it yeah. actually is. It, it, there's some camp to it. Yeah. Yeah. Floating asteroid with a throne on it kind of camp. <laughs> yeah. That's special. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this guy's monologuing about the humans burning. And I'm just like, <laughs> uh, you know what? Yeah. But then we actually get to see our people. Yeah. And it cuts immediately to this massive shield compound. It's actually a joint shield NASA compound. I paid a lot of us attention mm-hmm. to the set dressing. And, and 
I know I'm an adult now because as I was watching it, I was just like, how much is this cost oh, to the taxpayers? The taxpayers don't even know about it. <laughs> it's Area 52. <laughs> it really is. Like, I mean, if you're going to be doing serious research into massive energy harnessing energy from space you want to do it in the middle of the desert where hopefully you won't blow yeah. everybody up yeah. as they nearly do i think yeah. um the big the big uh, vacuum chamber that they're doing that in uh where because that's an actual nasa facility uh-huh. i just can't remember which one it is oh it's 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 one of their big tests you've probably like maybe you know i've seen it like in national geographic or or discovery channel something or other it's where it's one of those places where they can make like the largest um like contained vacuum space on earth for training mm-hmm. and it's like you know you, they, you'll often see like tests of the uh, the old experiment of what drops faster a cannonball or a feather and they drop at the same <laughs> speed in there it was you know really cool yep they drop at the same speed that's awesome <laughs> because physics children it's only with physics. resistance <sighs> so we open up and they're at I guess level six, because they go to level seven later. I don't know. Whatever their DEFCONs. And they keep, they keep adding numbers Shieldcon. as the MCU. Yes, ShieldCon. They keep adding numbers and or colors as the MCU goes on, because they keep running into deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper shit as they go. ShieldCon 3.14, Fuchsia. Uh, the color system in Agents of yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D. was really spectacular, I have to say. <laughs> but... So Code we open mob. up and on some familiar <laughs> characters, we have Fury coming in to meet with Coulson and they're going down because the Tesseract is behaving is badly to act really wonky. Uh, this is also the first time we see Maria Hill. Yep. Hi. Kobe Smulders. I love her so much. She is so She's great. So great. Jinx. How I met your mother. Uh, Ma- uh, Morena Bakarin was actually up for the role of Maria Hill and I'm kind of bummed that she didn't hmm. get it. All right, that makes she sense. Been, she would have been good, but I really like yeah. I really like Col- Colby Smulders. It's, not, it's nothing against yeah. Colby yeah. Smulders. It's just I would have loved to see what Marina would have done with the role. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And plus, she she gives me like such major competency kink throughout this entire oh, yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah. It's just really wonderful. I actually really like to see how competent Shield actually is in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Tesseract is starting to. Tesseract's behaving badly. Yes. Tesseract's gone wild. Worrying Eric Selvig very much. It is also worrying Clint very much. And he's up in his nest. (laughs) In the rafters. Yeah. So that that bit where Fury calls calls him down and they're talking about it. It's like, why did you leave Clint Barton in charge of this project? Like, what is his expertise and interest in the Tesseract? Because he's the circus freak. (laughs) Also, I love that he was the one to make the door connection. Like... That every man common sense, silly scientists, yeah, with your yeah. elite science knowledge, what you need uh, is a, an archer to tell you what's up. <laughs> uh, uh, Clint turns out to be right, and Loki appears and begins to monologue. No, actually, he doesn't monologue at first. He shoots first and then talks later. Yeah, he beats the stuff out an of him. Ant have a quarrel with a boot. <laughs> yeah, that's some good stuff. Really like good. I feel like they they really turned up the Shakespearean like oldie English like dialogue to like max to like thirty five, like yeah to give them some contrast <sighs> to everybody else. But my so one of my top. favorite moments in that appearance is Selvig going like Loki, brother of Thor, and 
you just see Loki like his jaw clench and he glares at solving out of the corner of his eye. He's like, bitch, I have yep. been here two minutes and you have to bring him up. This entire movie is Loki throwing like I can't get away from that blonde jerk. <laughs> it's stupid really puppy. It He's just like having this extended it's an extension of the identity crisis he was having in the last in when we last saw him. His character is pretty consistent in that, like, he doubles down. In <laughs> just keeps times, making the same you know? mistakes. Exactly. Yeah, he's like, I fucked up. I'm going to continue to fuck up because I've gotten this far fucking up. Hold my beer. Exactly. He's like, hold my mead. There's no going back. <laughs> and then he pulls out his glow stick of destiny and mind controls Clint and Selvig and... One of the, just like a, a few other random dudes. He gets he gets a couple of other randos so that they yeah. you know can like drive the car and open doors and stuff yeah. and be disposable because you know the the competent shield people have to be able to shoot at somebody and hit someone so you've right. got to bring some red shirts exactly. with you. Hell is so good in this car chase um, scene. The car. This is the most awesome car chase that I have seen in a very very long time. <laughs> like no it's lie, a, it's pretty good car chasing. Yeah. yeah. First of all, she she knows something's up with Clint. She can feel it. And then she hears Fury over the radio and just like takes no time in getting bam, 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 bam. Yep. She's just like, oh, okay, fine. Pew, 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 pew. She's like, I am <laughs> She has a she has a she has a very tight OODA loop. She's able to, you know, make that decision quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then when she yeah. in the car, when she cuts him off and throws her so, like I don't know, she like spins the car and throws it into reverse. I love and that part like shooting so at much. Him while driving backwards. I'm like, oh, this is so great. <laughs> Advanced driving tactics. Woohoo. She got the merit badge. <laughs> if that if that man, if there's a merit badge for that, that'd be an awesome I would right? join that that scouting unit. Right? <laughs> Offensive and defensive driving. Yeah. <laughs> With style. <laughs> Yeah, so m- meanwhile, the Tesseract has collapsed in on itself and everything is squishy, going squishy. to shit. <laughs> it's yep. all going to shit. Yeah, there's like a miniature wormhole effect and the uh, this really expensive NASA shield facility is, is sucked into nothing along with uh, a couple of acres of, of uh, whatever, the Nevada desert? Whatever desert Probably there. Nevada. Yeah. Nevada's disposable. No one will notice. Right. <laughs> Can't be in Utah. They would notice in Utah. There's all those Mormons <laughs> out there. The introduction sequence in this film is it flows so smoothly mm-hmm. from one thing to the next because it starts. So Fury's calling it in. He's like, "We're at war. Everyone who's not working rescue is out looking for that cube." Then you get the Avengers logo, but it immediately goes into Natasha Romanoff's introduction scene. Which is beautiful. I love this scene so much because it's just set up. It's like she's tied up and she looks tragic and she's being interrogated and she's like, she's like trying to get this information out of the Russian dude. He's like, oh, the Black Widow's just a pretty face. And she's like, you think I'm pretty? And then the phone rings. And then the phone rings. One of the rando thugs is like, what, my phone? And they're like, why did you turn your phone off? My God, this is an interrogation. Have some respect, sir. And it's like, it's for her. And so they put her on the phone and she's immediately just like 
she immediately is just like, I'm working. You can't pull me out of this. This guy's giving me everything. Yeah. She's, she's like full on soccer momming it. She's like, you know, yep. wrangling the kids. She's like, look, I'm really busy right now. Can we do this some other time? <laughs> Barton's been compromised. And that changes All everything. All right, fine. And then wham, 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 Well, a lot of good wham, wham, whams. And then like a couple of obvious whiffies where it's just like when you when you watch it, when you're paying attention, there's a couple of times like it's like, oh, my God, her hair just knocked that. Are there lead fishing weights in her hair? What? (laughs) What? She might do that, you know? She would. Matt is the type to put hooks in her hair. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I also had a thought as I was watching this, because if you take what we know in the second Avengers film, which is that Clint has a wife and kids and she's Mm anti-Nap and all this. I think this scene becomes a little bit darker because now she's not only thinking about him, but all these other people who would be impacted by the mini Bartons. The mini Bartons. Because at this point, they're like, how old are his kids in, in Age of Ultron? They're like, maybe like they're young. five, seven. So maybe here they five, would be seven, like, so yeah, a so baby and a toddler. A baby and a toddler. Yeah. Really wee. No. Wee ones. And so, so she small. kicks all the asses and she's leaving. She picks up her shoes like it's no big deal. And Coulson says yep, to yep. go get the big guy. And it, yep. we cut to India. No, the other big <laughs> the guy. Other big guy. <laughs> And then we get to India. And then, yeah. With our and first. new Bruce Banner. new Bruce Banner, who I love. This new- is a really good introduction for him. It really is, because you see yeah. that he's. He, he's he's being all Doctors Without Borders. It's good stuff. He's yep. put himself in this position where he can actually help people. And he feels he has the control to be helping people. Which is nice. I'm happy for him. Yep. And then <laughs> Natasha pays a little Indian girl to lure him he's, out he's, to the middle of nowhere. At the beginning of the film, he's in a good place. Yeah. He is. Mentally. Yeah. I actually really like his first scene with Nat. <laughs> and honestly, like, if something could have organically Me grown too. out of that to make them a ship, I wouldn't have been so mad later on. Because as they were in this film, I can kind of see it. Yeah, right. that's possible. There's something very, like, soft. Yeah, the hint is there. And there's something very soft throughout the entire scene, which is sort of what we were talking about, Bruce Mm -hmm. and softness, just in general. Like, she's speaking in very soft tones, and he's speaking in very soft tones, and they're very much, like, walking on eggshells. Because she doesn't want to trigger the Hulk, and Mm -hmm. he doesn't want to get taken by There's nobody else here, I promise. (laughs) Sure, (laughs) Nat. And then when she... We totally believe you. Then at the end of the scene, when she tells everyone to stand down, he was like, "They're like all outside, like ready to spring." And he just kind of gives her a look, and she's she kind of like shrugs. She's like, "What? What did you expect?" And the thing is, he he totally expected it. Let's face it. It's not like he was offended by it or anything. I think he was more offended that they came looking for him than yeah. the amount of people that he found was, him. He was just put out. Know? He's just like, Ugh. yeah. Like, oh, God damn it! they found me. So then we take a short break from the good introductions because it cuts over to Fury talking to the council. Uh, Powers Booth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And him like, trying Powers to booth. pitch to them basically Avengers, the Avengers and why they're needed and blah, 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 blah. But then he has that line yeah. of like, Wars won by soldiers, and it cuts to Steve having his, like, crisis, crisis, murdering heavy bags left and right. Bam, 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 bam. Pew! 
<laughs> just fires it right sound. off. That's, that's pretty good. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's that's the yep. wrong sound effect, but it's we get the idea. It's good. Pew pew pew. And then he's able. He's got like a row of them set up, and he just picks one. You know, nonchalantly picks it up with one hand and just. Because like, remember, he's super strong, you guys. Yeah, those are those are like eighty or one hundred and twenty pound bags. I want to know how much the actual piece on set weighed because I guarantee you, when he like very little, sit over his shoulder and is walking around with it, I'm like, he's not doing that with a hundred. Yeah, pounds. no, not like, the not an actual bag. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably like you know just some foam with like it has to have like a weighted bottom for it to sort of dangle correctly the way it right. does in the shot yeah. um but very little it's probably like you know a couple pounds tops there's the chain as a weight there's the bag that it's in and then i would imagine it's like you know couch stuffing or or foam mm-hmm. I, and i would imagine that it's it's a prop that's used enough in movies in general that they know exactly how much it well, needs to weigh and it'd be easy yeah yeah. That'd, be, that'd be super easy. Yeah. So. And so Fury has come mm. to him with yeah, I the had dossier. Trouble, trouble sleeping. Trouble sleeping. Gives him the dossier. Tells him, like, <laughs> we need you to help us get the MacGuffin. What can you tell us about the MacGuffin? Uh, <laughs> like, in my head at this point. You experienced this thing? My, in my head at this point, I don't hear Tesseract anymore. I just hear MacGuffin. We all need to get the MacGuffin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which, yeah. And his, well, he, he's like hesitant to get involved. And Fury says, like, what can you tell me about it? He says, you should have left it in the water. And it cuts to Tony Stark in the water. Because, to- not because, just not just because Tony is being introduced, but also because his daddy pulled it out of the water. That's true. Yep. Aw. Keep looking. <laughs> They didn't find him. Howard never got to see not, his friend again. Not for seventy years. Oh, oh no. Anyway, so Tony <laughs> setting up his big clean energy uh, setup for Stark Tower, which is dropped directly on top of the MetLife Building in New York City. As, As you, you do, do, I'm actually really impressed with how this movie handled New York City because so often in films. You have like really ridiculous layouts that don't make any sense. I don't know if you saw the movie Cloverfield, but it has characters going like, we're going to Columbus Circle. You're going south. South is not where Columbus Circle is. You're going in the wrong direction. <laughs> You're going the wrong way. And then even in uh, one of the Spider-Man movies and like the first Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movie, it shows him falling asleep on the Q train out to Queens. But it says the train's going. That doesn't the Q train doesn't go there. No, uh, it does. A, it does not <laughs> go it, there. B, uh, yeah, it's a, it was like this is a train to Coney Island. I'm like that's the exact opposite way from Queens. Did he get on the train yeah. from Manhattan to Queens, fall asleep, and have the train like double back into through Queens, Manhattan, and Brooklyn? Like, is that what's going on? <laughs> Yeah, few film few films are as true to the New York subway map as the Warriors. Right. So so Tony so Tony flies back to the pen, the top of the Avengers building, at Stark Tower, and then there's the twelve percent of an idea. That's this is the, the first time we hear the twelve percent gag. Twelve percent of a moment. Yeah. I really. Um. And then um. And then his first name is Agent shows up. Yeah. So Tony and Pepper are having their little. 
success and banter and she's barefoot because I guess they're trying to minimize the height difference between her and Robert Downey Jr. Mm, yeah. Uh, also because, you know, you know it's a rac- in their relaxing home. space. Like, yeah. They're home. Well, she's, she's, she's chill. Uh, you know, she's, uh, it, you know, probably using some sort of goop products. It's, it's great. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, like Does Pepper use goop products? Oh, no, no, she doesn't. Oh. Stop. All right. All right. I'm Stop kidding. It. I'm kidding. Stop I'm it right kidding. now. I'm kidding. All right. Yeah. So he tries to blow off Phil and then he shows up anyway. And, and Pepper says, Phil. She's so happy because everybody what? actually likes Phil. Phil is wonderful. Hey. Phil saved her life. She's happy about that. Phil, Pepper and Phil have been through the wars together, you guys. Like <laughs> They've clearly kept in touch because she knows he's been seeing a cellist. Who we find out later in, is Amy <laughs> Acker. Amy Acker, right? <laughs> Which is funny because the alien head Chitari dude is um, Alexis Denisoff. Yep, yep. Lots Joss of, is gonna Joss, you guys. Lo- lots of Whedon verse, Whedon verse recasting. You know. Yep, but that's what he does. He works with the people he likes, and Virgil Kai gets a cameo mm-hmm. later in this film too. Yeah, and that's why Marina Baccarin would have been um, yep. up for Maria Hill. Yeah. So, so I. I think this is the point where we start to see Loki and his little minions starting to work and where he has that like psycho trippy head mind meld with the Chitauri dude. Because sure. It's like the Chitauri grow restless. Because Loki can do those things. Yep. Is he Kylo Ren now? Is he doing the Kylo Ren thing where he's in two Um, places at once? The force projection who knows? I guess. I mean, lo- we know that Loki can project, right? Yeah. So, like, we know that it's in within the realm of possibilities. This is also the first time we start to kind of see him, like, all greasy and scraggly-haired. Like, that look is starting to seep in a little bit. <laughs> he hasn't you know? taken a shower since he got to Midgard. Since he fell from Asgard, you know? It's <laughs> no big deal. I Just... wonder how long it's been for him. You know, what with the right, uh, sort of different perception of time. <laughs> exactly. Depending on where he... Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> But yeah, no, that's that's always one of my favorite things to to think about, like how His much time has passed bad. for him and like what does that do to his mental state, <laughs> which is already yeah. like messed up. I think we get to see how messed up it is a little bit later on, but I'm going to push that conversation to later. Uh-huh. So after that, uh-huh. uh, everyone starts to arrive at the helicarrier and, you know, Coulson is flying in with. Steve, and it's just the most wonderful scene in the world because you finally get. I watched you while you were asleep. His man crush is so adorable, and I'm it's convinced the best. that's why they. I'm convinced that's why they had to keep having the background thing of the cellist because otherwise it was too gay. How much he loved Steve. <laughs> also, because the Clint Coulson things thing was picking up too. Yeah, yeah, fans were all over that for like no good reason. But a not very well supported reason. But then, you know, fandom but ship's going to ship. Fandom, fandom is going to fandom. Ship's going to ship. Ship's going to ship. So they arrive. Bruce arrives. And it's a very, I really like the moment between Steve and Banner, Steve and Bruce, where it's like. Um, Only thing that matters, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, Steve's like, I hear you can locate the cube. Or word is, you can locate the cube he's like is that the only word on me only word i only hear word that, about yep. i'm like mm. <laughs> and then there's the um the bet so uh oh, right yeah, yeah yeah he says um 
Nothing. I don't think. I think. I don't think I could see anything else that surprises me or something. And then Fury yeah, says, "I'll Fury bet you ten had, bucks." Yeah. Yeah, when uh, Fury visited him earlier, he said that yeah. he didn't think anything would surprise him. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the turbines go up. And Bruce goes, "Oh, going to put us underwater." Pays up the little bit. <laughs> yep. Bruce is like, "They want me in an underground, submer- underwater, submerged, pressurized container." And oh, this is much. Job. He's like, oh, no, this, this is, is much, much worse. worse. <laughs> <laughs> that, I could really see Edward Norton doing that. Just mm-hmm. like the delivery of it was so on point for how Bruce was in the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, oh, this is there's much almost worse. a sense of delight in it. <laughs> He's just like, oh well. <laughs> Sucks to be you guys. <laughs> this is a terrible mistake. <laughs> this thing is going to crash. <laughs> and the helicarrier is the coolest thing. It is back. so cool. <laughs> it is pretty cool. Because it's like two aircraft car- carriers on top of each other and it flies. Yep. Yep. And it's- it has retro reflector panels. So yep. it's basically invisible from the ground. <laughs> basically <laughs> invisible. Unless it is you're pretty like, amazing. Unless you're like Supreme Leader Snoke, unless you know like what you're looking for, codes. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I thought was really interesting is that Sitwell was introduced in this film, but they never mm-hmm. actually name him. Mm. Like you see him, but they never call him Sitwell. <laughs> yeah. Was he? Was been, he named? Is he named in the credits? I don't know. I hmm. didn't. I didn't look that up. Look that I up. Mean, like, I just realized because like. I was thinking about Sitwell in the second Cap film, right? And he, I remembered he was on Agents of Shield, but I was like, I couldn't remember mm-hmm. if he had any other maybe MCU appearances. Was he I, named I in that one shot, like the Item Forty Seven or whatever it was? With um, oh, you know, he what's probably her name? was. I, mm-hmm. That's probably where it came. From. Yeah, mm-hmm. the the bank robbing. You know, it's like, oh well, we caught you guys. Now we're just going to make you Shield agents. What? Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> a terrible recruitment plan, but if you're Hydra anyway, I guess you'll do anything I mean, like that. Yeah. 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 Oh. Oh, secret Hydra. Secret Hydra. Half the people on this helicarrier are Nazis. Yep. Yeah. Truth. Yep. Except for the guy who's playing Galaga. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine that he was a Nazi. That would make me too sad. But here's the funny thing because yeah. later in the movie, Tony, like, steals all this data to find out what Fury's up to and he somehow misses the fact that they're Hydra. Tony, you missed the big picture. Well, that that was pretty well hid. He knew what he was looking for. He had an idea of what he was looking for and it wasn't that the entire system was compromised. Newsflash, he is named Agent Jasper Sitwell. Oh, good. (laughs) Good, good, good. I I looked it up. He did get a... um, yeah. The credit. They probably didn't um, name him in the film, but they named yeah. him in the credits. So That's good. Yep, kind yep. of like how we had uh, Amadeus Cho in The Incredible Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> Who is not really Amadeus Cho. He is I think that, Peter that was just That was just in the book. That wasn't in like the, like, that's not what. Um, I know. That's not what Mr. Harrington was credited as. Right. Yeah. Because that would have been weird. Yeah. And they only did that for the novelization novelization because yeah. they wanted to be like cute and Easter eggy. So yeah, so they're flying. Woo! 
So they're flying around. They're doing doing some science stuff. Yeah. You know, checking out all your private cameras, looking at your cell phones because this is that's the, how uh, she rolls. This is probably the baby of insight, like what Tony and Bruce yeah. are doing right here. Also, well, Tony hasn't showed up yet. You know, oh right, that's uh, right. They this is when they locate them in Germany because right, right, right. the Tesseract has shown Clint that he needs a distraction and an eyeball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is like one of the most bizarre scenes of the giant gala that's going on in the museum in and- Germany and then Tom Hiddleston shows up in his in his finest suit also <laughs> so when Ray and I watched this back in December uh, like the next day somebody sent me a video on Tumblr of uh, this scene with uh, Britney Spears toxic in the background <laughs> it was so funny <laughs> That fits. I like it. It does. I'll have to see if I can find it, and then I'll put it on the Facebook group. And then, like, every time he taps somebody on the chest, I'm a slave for you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Wrong song, but pretty much. <laughs> well, you know, whatever. I know. It's the wrong song, but it's the right, right Britney. Jeez. So, okay. he pulls the dude's eye out with the craziest uh. thing so they can use the retinal scanner, and there are Loki stands out here, out there that deny that that's what he did. <laughs> Like straight up, what he just like he just took a retinal scan. No, and then it he took the it, guy's like, eye out. You know, the guy, the guy is like twitching and like shaking and and like dying on the ta- on the on the and dying on, on that the table? stone yeah. altar. It's is because that's like an is that a, an opera or an art museum? It's an art gala. Art gala. Like it's a museum. And, and like he throws them on like a stone table. That's like it seems like it's some old pagan yeah. uh, like thing. There, it's like oh here's here's Loki making a sacrifice, an eye for an eye. <laughs> Right, exactly. Good stuff. And I, I, I did enjoy the silly sort of really specific technology of eye copying. It's yeah. like, wh- what? <laughs> like, what on earth is this nonsense? Who, who made this and why do they what, need so many what eyeballs? What kind of terrible idea is this? What, what are the uses for this well, device? Fitz would make that. Fitz would totally make that. Oh, my God. I hate you. It's like if you he ever. Was like, I only did it as a prank. He's my toaster to strudel, okay? <laughs> oh, so man. then Loki starts rounding up people and monologuing about fascism, and you were made he, to be ruled. And, and he, blah, he, blah, he, he blah, transforms and like, out of his really nice suit into his Asgard outfit with the big crazy horns. Shiny. It's really impressive. Yep. And then. He's compensating. He's like, him yeah. all to kneel and all that other stuff, and then the old German man stands up. We will not kneel to men like you. There, there are, are no men, men like me. There, there are, are always men, men like, like you. you. Oh, look to your elder humans. And then Cap swoops in, and I'm like, "Yep, he's your elder." Like, Where did he come from? How did he? He fell out of the. He jumped out of the plane, he right? Out he out of the, yeah, without he a parachute out of the because right. he likes doing that. He quinjetted down. He Wham! always jumps without a parachute. Yep. Well, no, just not in always. time. He jumped yeah, he, he jumps with a parachute in just a few minutes. Yep, that's true. I think he got over his parachute thing. Yeah, a little bit later on. <laughs> well, the water's different. Well, you know, you, can, you know, you can but you know, water. a parachute's just going to slow him down. <laughs> <laughs> that's the point. Anyway. Maybe Nat came in low enough that he could jump. She was flying yeah. high at that point. Yeah, she probably like at let it, she probably point, let him off on a roof t- rooftop. Yeah, something like that. And then freaking Tony Stark hijacks the PA system. And he's playing shoot to thrill as he because he's yeah. Tony Stark. Flies that was pretty in. good. And I'm just like you. You are a diva. 
You are the diva. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It, it was you pretty good. You are the ego. Came in there and uh, bailed, uh, bailed Cap out. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Cap was, he was trying. He was holding his own, but he, it was a little rough. He, he needed a little help, and he under, he recognizes that he needed some help. Has anyone paid attention to the, like, face journey that Natasha has as Tony shows up of, like, simultaneously somewhat grateful that he's here and also oh god i fucking hate you there's kind of like that element of she knows she's gonna have to deal with his insufferable nonsense afterwards very much oh god i have to put up with this guy again it's like ugh, again yeah but she's she also understands what um how to recognize assets when she sees them so tony iron man iron man is the asset tony stark is the thing she has to deal with (laughs) So Loki surrenders and Cap knows what's up. Cap's like, this is like, or Tony knows what's up. Mm -hmm. Tony's like, this was way too easy. (laughs) Cap's a little bit grumbly because Tony didn't actually fight the dude. A storm comes up out of nowhere. And Loki flinches. (laughs) Afraid of a little lightning? He he looks, he looks like a scared cat. (laughs) I'm not overly fond of what follows. And then thump, 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 thump. Door opens. (laughs) Thor shows up. It just gets inside of a moving plane, like, sure. you know, no big deal. <laughs> no big deal. No problem. Takes him and jumps. Time for the Asgardian extradition. <laughs> I'm just going to take him and go. My brother, mine. You can't have him. We need a plan of attack. I have a plan. Attack. attack. <laughs> Tony, that's not a plan. That's a really good, that's a good line, though. It is. I have a plan. I love attack. it. My roommate hates it. I think she is wrong. It's clunky. It's clunky, but good. It is not clunky. It's it's good. It's it, it could be clunky, but it's well delivered. Kind right. of the way that, um, like in uh, you know, Whedon punched up the script a little bit for for the first X Men movie, but it it was delivered got badly. delivered mm-hmm. terribly. You know the the. Do you know what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning? Attack! <laughs> there you go i fixed it i fixed it <laughs> you're welcome just so you get this like great uh scene with loki and thor on the cliff and <laughs> i see two two like ravens fly by so yeah. i'm kind of assuming those are hugan and munin odin's oh yeah. for sure memory. and this is when you really see how much of a petulant fuck loki is because <laughs> he says that thor threw him into the abyss i'm like bitch you let go you yeah, let you go he was trying to pull they you they tried up. to you save you grateful little shit uh, he warned you <sighs> he's the worst and that's what that's why like i thought i think thor recognizes that he's not in his right mind and is giving him the benefit of the doubt yeah. for way too long yeah in this yeah. film and then of course tony shows up doth mother know you stole wearth her drapes <laughs> shakespeare in the park guys come on yeah and like <sighs> there's really good banter and i know that joss whedon took like he spoke on wanting to set up a situation where they both have needs that are at odds with each other so it makes it less of a misunderstanding but at the same time it still kind of comes off as this extended dick measuring competition yeah well that's Uh kind of the way it goes in the comics like whenever like you're whenever the heroes run into each other and and first they have to fight they always fight it's like spider-man meets the fantastic four hey guys let's fight and like you know uh you know thor meets the hulk they fight everybody fights first and then they real usually usually it's like oh this was a silly misunderstanding and then they f- they unite to fight the real bad guy, Martha! and then they're best friends. Martha, 
Martha! <laughs> I'm a friend of your son's who, who I just tried to kill. Yeah, so we're friends now. We're friends. He's my best friend. Martha! Anyway. <laughs> Back to the other universe now. Nobody could save that movie. Here's how you know shit's up with Loki, because he could have fucking run off in the middle of this. He's just, like, watching. Right. He's like, delighted. He just sits there and laughs. It is Shakespeare in the park. It really is, especially for him. <laughs> I also really like the moment where Thor blasts Tony with the lightning, and it's, like, power capacity at 400%. Um, really? Yeah, that, that, <laughs> yeah. yeah. that Scientifically, that technically, I'm having a little difficulty with that. I'm like, I don't think that's how that would... If your battery is, like, overjuiced by, you know, four times its normal capacity, I think you would just melt. It's, but you know, whatever. if it's the arc reactor, the arc reactor uh, he's, can he's be different. The arc so. reactor, and uh, you know, he's he's got the incredible power. He's able to to channel that uh, overabundance of energy I mean, into. It's it's not like they didn't overpower the arc reactor during Iron Man in the final fight. Yeah, yeah, you know, exploded, and yep, then yep, it yep. exploded. <laughs> so. Oh, they bring Loki into S.H.I.E.L.D. and he has that like super creepy smile at Bruce as he's being led through the the hallway by He's Bruce. like tee hee 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 hee. I have plans. Doesn't he doesn't it just come up when he sees when he sees Hulk? Yeah. I think yeah, he's like he first Bruce. he's just kind of like but when he sees Bruce he's like He's like I'm here for you, honey. Yeah. He's creeping. He's being a creepy creeper who creeps. And then you have epic science brosness because now tony's here and he's yeah. like completely eating the scenery he's taking up everything like literally they have his blueberry they have like his snacks and he's, he's snacking but he like barges onto the bridge and is immediately like walks straight up to where fury normally stands he's like how does fury see this he, he turns, turns. <laughs> sounds exhausting no hard feelings point break and, you know he's he's causing a distraction because he's setting up his little bug to run its yeah uh, yep Yep. To run its thing, he knows but... he knows how to play up his toniness when he need, when it can uh, be an advantage to him. So, but then he, he and Bruce immediately start like bonding, and mm -hmm. I know so many people who walked into this movie wanting to ship Steve and Tony, and I walked out of this movie shipping Tony and oh, Bruce. Oh yeah, science bros, science bros, science bros. Oh, yeah. Also, he pokes Bruce with a pointy thing. <laughs> on purpose him. <laughs> on purpose to yeah. see what will happen like and i think like he's immediately the, is like he knows. examining his face he knows exactly what bruce's secret is like he knows yeah oh absolutely because so, you know tony is always angry so why wouldn't bruce always be angry also and then steve comes in to be a grumpy grandpa and like yelling at them for like <laughs> you know we you have kids. Orders, we should follow them you kids <laughs> you kids today are you kids <laughs> This is like my least favorite interpretation of Steve as a character. Like, I don't yeah. think Joss really captures what I like about him. But then Steve does kind of go around and do his own snooping his own way, which I fully appreciate. Right. <laughs> and that's when you have that like really big uh, confrontation scene. Because on the bridge, they found Tony's virus. So Fury goes to confront Tony. Steve goes to confront Fury. Slams uh, down the the gun. Oh wait, wait, wait! I missed something. Yes, we we skipped a bit. We skipped over Natasha going to interrogate yes, we Loki. Did. 
which look pretty pretty important scene to it, it's an important scene over. i can skip the very end of it because that's just garbage it's garbage it's garbage misogynist language as shorthand for it, it's not natasha's reaction it's the mule and quim line yeah yeah because that's Which just, most people just like shorthand get. right yeah but enough a lot of people did enough so. people did and it's just that it's a pattern of joss Whedon's shorthand of i say something misogynist so you know that i'm the villain and i'm just like cool so only like bad dudes say misogynist things and there's no like gray area it's just like it's a shorthand of his that bothers me i i I don't mind that line too much i don't think that it's nearly as bad as like that angel episode (laughs) you know there's there's, yeah that was bad there there is that like if you want to like inform it that yeah okay but like on this it was just like the episode's name was just billy yeah whatever anyway i'll just move on but then you have that wonderful thing where Natasha lets Loki feel like he's getting the upper hand on her emotionally. She's like, like, oh, oh, I need my fainting couch. (laughs) (laughs) I've got the vapors. Heavens to Betsy. (laughs) And then he spills the beans about the Hulk. And she's like, thank you for your cooperation. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is exactly what Phil says to somebody at some point. I don't know. Yeah, I think he says that a couple of times. Thank you for your cooperation. (laughs) So then she, uh, she goes to kind of try to pull Bruce out of this. Banner, that's your play. That's the line. Banner, that's yeah, your play. Banner, yeah. that's your play. Yeah. She goes to pull him out of it. Bruce doesn't want to go anywhere. Steve and Tony are yelling at each other. And this is actually really interesting because it's in this scene that Steve uses the line, you're not the guy to make the sacrifice play. Mm-hmm. Which I find it, it's jumped out to me knowing how the film ends up going because... Mm-hmm. There's a lot and of interesting stuff foreshadowing. In yeah, that's why yeah. the line is in there. So, yeah, it, it's just like really interesting what you can get out of that scene where everyone's yelling at each other. It's a very like Sondheimian scene. Yeah, put the suit on. <laughs> put the suit on. Put the suit on. I also, I just, I also really like how it's how it's shot because like the camera angle keeps changing and then all of a sudden Bruce has the scepter in his hands and you never actually see it happen. Dr. Banner, yeah. put the scepter down. Yeah. Which it, it kind of implies that there is a supernatural element going on to the mm-hmm. elevate the heated tempers, but I you know, we could also just sort of explore how these guys don't know each other, don't trust each other, and don't get along right. without. They don't. They've never met, influence. and you're putting them in a super high pressure <laughs> environment, like the highest pressure. They, like there's no All room the for them to not get along. You've put them in an instant pot. <laughs> <laughs> Literally in an instant pot. <laughs> <laughs> so then everything starts exploding around them, and. We all start going our separate ways for various because parts of the fight scene. Clont came home. Yeah, Clont came home with his virus arrows and his exploding arrows and all sorts of other goodies. Yeah, his awesome like fold out bow. His, I and love the fold out bow. USB arrow. <laughs> uh. I love. I love how he snaps that bow out. It's just like. Uh. So, uh, Steve and Tony go off to fix the engine. And Bruce and Nat have fallen through. Bruce is starting to lose it. From uh, Ruffalo and like the face, the face acting you see in that, like there's a, there's that moment where like 
His head is shifted, <laughs> but he still has Bruce's eyes. And it's, ah. I love that shot. Like, you can see the kind yeah. of panic that Bruce has where he does not want this to happen. But the Hulk knows there is danger around. And yeah, the Hulk yeah. has a better <laughs> shot of surviving yeah. this danger than Bruce does. But I also really like how they put Nat into this scene because... Nat's powers and Nat's strength really lies in her ability to mm-hmm. manipulate and control. And she has exactly zero yeah. ability to control the Hulk. And she's just like, I need to try to get the fuck out of the way and stay quiet and stay like, sneak around. <laughs> and eventually then Thor run, 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 run. swoops in and knocks Hulk into mm-hmm. the hangar bay. Yep. Yep. Banner. And their fight is beautiful. And in the back of my head, I'm just like, he's a handsome mark. <laughs> Banner, <laughs> calm yourself. I and, like at one point he leaves like Mjolnir on Hulk's hand, and Hulk is kind of freaking out, like, oh god, what is it going to happen? And not for nothing, I I, I gotta say the uh, the CGI for Hulk in this one is like I I remember one of the biggest complaints we ha- I had at least about Incredible Hulk was that I found the CGI very mm-hmm. um, like a cartoon, um, and uh, and on this mm-hmm. one it's it's so because much better. It I really fits the thing, into the environment yeah. very well. Yeah. The big difference seem in like the CGI for me there. is that you can see the actor in the Hulk, like with an in Incredible Hulk, I you just see the Hulk. You don't really see Ed Norton in in there and with this one you can see ruffalo in his in his face like it's there and that was the big difference yeah yep yeah big face smash mash smash mash mash they're having a gay all time uh <laughs> meanwhile thor then goes to secure well he'll calls right, down he'll a, calls down a, a fighter a fighter pilot to get the hulk's attention and specifically says don't get too close target engaged Target angry. Target, target angry. Target angry. I just, I'm, I was glad that his parachute deployed. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He, very, very lucky. He had a, had a deploying parachute. Good for him. He's like, we know <laughs> yeah. that he didn't die. Because, like, yeah. immediately after, like, I'm pretty sure, while Steve is fighting people off as t- Tony tries to clear out the uh, engine, yes. Steve shoots somebody See? and they fall off the edge. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Steve kills people, guys. He's a soldier. He does. Captain America <laughs> shoots to kill. <laughs> but then but then Nat does get her chance to shine in a fight because she goes to engage Clint. I love this. This is a really well choreographed fight sequence. I really love it. Like, A, it's good hand-to-hand combat, but it also goes to the depth of showing, like, when you have two people who are really good, you start to resort to unconventional things like yeah. hair pulling and biting <laughs> and slamming their faces into pipes. And uh, well, but yeah, that that gets us to the uh, to the the classic trope of head injury. Introduce other head injury and solve the problem. Yeah, cognitive, cognitive, whatever. Right? He didn't have a brain injury. He was. Oh, mind that's controlled. right. That's right. Mind control. If they're if they're mind sure, controlled. So- so mind control, you introduce a brain injury and that fixes it. <laughs> Everything's better now. Okay. Yep. Yeah. But you know what else I loved? You could see that he started to come out of it after the first time his head yeah. hits the rail. Because he looks up, he's like, Tasha? And then she hits him. <laughs> Just to be head. sure. Well, I mean, yeah. You don't Just you want sure. him unconscious. You don't want a guy that has been, you know, mind controlled to like maybe or maybe not knowing who you are because what if he's faking (laughs) yeah but like also if you uh 
hit someone hard enough in the head to knock them unconscious, you've hit them hard enough yeah, in the head to yeah. kill them. But it's Nat. She knows how to not kill people when she knocks them out. Yeah, well, that's a movie thing, so. that's uh, a, It's okay, a movie sure. thing, okay? It's a movie thing, you know. We're going with it. To anybody out there who mm-hmm. doesn't know any better, if you think you can just hit somebody in the back of the head with something and only knock them out, mm, don't do it. Yeah, no, don't. Don't, do don't. It. please, please no. don't. Um, or you'll, you know. Consider Fair this, warning. Uh, we are not lawyers, but, you know, that's a still good A vague disclaimer advice. is nobody's friend. <laughs> so then Thor has now gone to confront Loki, who does his fun little switcheroo of, I'm not really here to get Thor into the big giant Hulk container <laughs> where they were keeping him. You never, he, are you ever going and to proceed. not fall for that? Yeah, which... Also, I mean, just the the Hulk container, like as a as a trap, as a thing to get rid of the Hulk. It's like, okay, you said if they if they had him in there, but how? And, right. And then they drop the thing. It's like, well, okay, he's not on the helicarrier anymore, but it's not going to. But he's kill still going to be the Hulk. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, this is Kansas's problem. <laughs> also, I do appreciate that when that when Fury was talking to Loki earlier, he goes, Aunt boot and opens up the opens up the floor like that i liked that as a callback but yeah so loki's being villainous towards thor and colson which is kind of sweet colson tries colson tries so hard he's a try hard he is a try hard total try hard he's 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 super Stop extra. Doing his job. As the kids say. He really yeah. is. I don't even know what and this one does. And then. <laughs> oh, God. Impaled. And, and you know what? What was once a very emotional scene for me is now no yeah. longer a very emotional <laughs> was, scene I for me. I was crushed when I saw that. Yeah. It, it, like, was, it was pretty hard so for everybody crushed. in the audience. There was a collective gasp. You know, a friend of ours, of me and Becca, was sort of the person who started Coulson the lives. whole Coulson yep. Lives <laughs> campaign, and I don't think she's actually very turned happy out. with it. Like, yeah. <laughs> she's like, I don't really like Aww. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so, so oh, no. And then another friend of ours wrote a book that's a very similar tale based on what <laughs> Our little friend group. Our nerdy yes. convention group is full of very interesting really people. So, um, If you're listening, we love you so much. <laughs> and, yep. uh, everyone should go read the books yes. by Danica She Stone, did uh, she All the Feels and Internet Famous um, and there's uh, Into the Wild or something. There's a couple. I have them all on my bookshelf. I haven't finished them all yet, but I'm going to. You should read them. Uh, Danica Stone. Thumbs up. Coulson's dead. Loki's escaped. Everything's horrible. Oh, that's what it does. Um, yeah. Mm. Oh, that's what it does. Mm. Coulson! Now- you know what? It is true. We never actually see yeah. Coulson die. You don't. We never he's still hanging. Do. He's hanging on. And then Fury says he's dead. But then again, Fury also <laughs> takes out those blood look covered at the Avengers Captain and we America will cards. You. <laughs> Coulson! 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 Oh, Kobe Smulders. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? That wasn't in the movie. Yes, it was in the movie. Go ahead. What have I done? This, this scene where Fury is talking to Tony and Steve in the wake of Coulson's death is the most emotionally manipulative. Yeah. That's what Fury scene. does. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yep. Ever. And he's really like Tony kind of 
has his buttons pressed and pieces out early. But Fury is like really digging mm-hmm. in at Steve, especially with the it's an old fashioned notion. Like he died <laughs> yeah. believing in heroes. Oh well, it's an old fashioned notion. Oh man. I'm like, dude, you are an asshole. But he's right. Because <laughs> he knew, he knew the one thing, like the exact lever to pull in order to get them to finally like be a team. Like he knew that he had to use yeah. that as leverage. <laughs> And yeah, he's a stone cold asshole. I but love that moment when uh, Hill confronts him, being like, "The cards weren't in his jacket; they were in his locker." And he's like, "They needed the yeah. punch." Because at that at That's that same point, you get he's right. You see, you see uh, Tony taking he's off, right. and then the Quinjet following him. Yeah, they've got to they've got to they've got to claw their way yep. out of the belly of the whale here. Because yep. they have uh, figured out that Loki, the full tilt diva, wants to be seen kicking their asses taking their names and they want to do it in a wants a monument built to the skies with his name on it and Chekhov's tower has now made its appearance uh, where's he yep. going start tower meanwhile Thor is walking through the tall grass towards his hammer seems to do without that a lot his, without, without his scaly sleeves so that you can without see his awesome sleeves. arms yes he's looking very so like, he's looking he very forlorn <laughs> At having been dropped to his by death. By his brother. Presumably poor, to his death by his sad puppy Thor. Yeah. He's adopted. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have the really wonderful scene between Bruce and yeah. the caretaker. Like, you Son, from the sky. you got a condition. <laughs> there is um, an alternate version of that scene where he goes, so what are you? Are you a little guy who gets really big or a big guy who, gets de- who shrinks down yeah. real small? And Bruce is like... Oh, it's so cute. And I like, I like that the that the guy is just not freaked out at all. Like he's just like, it's New York. This guy has lived it's, in the yeah. MCU for a while. He doesn't suffer from Sunnydale syndrome. <laughs> he sees stuff in the news. He pays attention. And then you have the really sweet scene between uh Clint and Natasha where well this was yeah. before it because it was <clears> we skipped a little bit, off. but that's okay. My bad. But the scene where she's kind yeah. of helping him through coming out of the brainwashing. Do you know what he's... it's like to be unmade? Yeah. <sighs> you know I do. I am forever mad that we find out more about Red Room and Natasha's past in Agent Carter yeah. than we ever And they don't even the admit that that's what it is. Like, they don't even like make that connection, but it's so clear that it is, that that's like, exactly what Nat is. It's implied, it's very heavily implied. Dottie uses the same sort of attacks mm-hmm. that Natasha does, so. Yeah, we all, we all know. Yep. We all know. But Ugh. God, I I ship Clinton. I got red in my so ledger. I'm gonna need to wipe it out. So anyway, Steve shows up and he goes, uh, "Can you either you fly?" And Clint's like, "I can." And he goes, "Suit up, <laughs> let's go." Because again, because again, Steve recognizes yeah. that he needs people on his side, and he recognizes that Clint needs to feel like he can make up for the shitty that that he did while he was being mind controlled. Yeah. And Natasha vouches for him, and this is the beginning of my favorite friendship in the MCU. Yep, yep. Steve and Natasha's friendship Here to means pick up a fossil. so much to me. Steve and Natasha, best buddies. Best friends. <laughs> best friends. Best friends. So. Fighting the man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. 
You know what? I sort of want this Saturday morning cartoon of Captain America and Black Widow being like the Super Friends. Instead, a a modern day Super Friends of of, uh, Captain America and Black Widow. Like, like they they have they have an awesome apartment together, and they like you know like do normal day to day things, and then also fight crime with like stand in Super Friends. That'd yeah. be great. And then and then at yep. some point that is exactly and then at some point want. they adopt a bear named Bucky. So they race back to Stark Tower. Tony's the first one there. And he has that, that great stare down. Scene. Like where yeah. he's like so removing his armor. What? The great stare down as he's trying to get the we go from, Mark 7. Yeah, Mark 7. Yep. Distracting, buying time. Because Mark 6 got mm. shredded. And he was like barely able to <laughs> land. And this is the first hint of, you know, the um tech that we see in Iron Man three. You know, where he's able to call the individual parts of a suit to him. Yep. You know? So Yeah. Yeah, you see he, he makes his way to the bar because that's where the bracelets are, and he's covering with the do you want to drink? Although it's Tony, he might just want to drink anyways because It'll help. that's yep. how he rolls. He's he's a traveling <laughs> alcoholic and we all know it. And then this is another one of Joss Whedon's, like, I've seen this in his thing where, uh, you know, Loki's like, oh, how will they be able to fight me when they're so busy you and tries to, like, yeah, yeah. mind control yeah. Tony. That's good. That was then. Work. This is now. It's because it's it's Tony Stark doesn't have a heart, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but just like the performance issues, I'm like, didn't you do this? The, with yeah, Spike literally. Well, he, that's, yeah, that's one of those things. Thing. Like, we all we all got. Let's see, seven, five, twelve. Uh, we got like. 14 seasons of, of Whedon dialogue TV. And so for us, this is a lot of this is like repeat and old hat. And it's like, I've right. heard that joke before. You know, I mean, there's a, a Marvel spin on it. But to those of us that were already Whedon's fans, it's there for us. And, you know, we recognize it. And it's easy to be perhaps a little cynical about it and be like, you're just repeating yourself. Yeah. But to everybody else... With- yeah, who didn't it's watch funny. Buffy because as popular as it was to us, as important as it was to us, Buffy never got great ratings. <laughs> no, no, there's plenty of good TV that doesn't get good yeah. ratings. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend being yeah, one of them. Yeah, yeah. But it's a good thing that the CW doesn't care about ratings. Um, How does the CW oh, similar, even work? You know, the, the whole like the whole like Joss followers mm-hmm. thing. It's a similar thing like with people who pay attention to Sorkin and stuff. Like anytime you see new Sorkin content, there's always going to be hints of this is just like more West, West Wing, Wing or uh. Sports Night or you know anything in there. That doesn't mean it's bad. It just means that he uses it's he falls the- back on things when he needs to figure out what he's doing. There's a really good supercut online of Sorkin lines being repeated mm-hmm. in various of his works. Yeah, yeah. And then Loki chucks him out, tuck, chucks Tony out a window, <laughs> which honestly I think that might be the beginning of Tony's PTSD. Just like, this is in free fall. So this is sort of the beginning now of the epic fight scene. Kill the fight Selvig's up, the Tesseract's booting up, opening a giant portal in the sky, and aliens start swarming down over New York City. Right, army. Right, army. So this is like a really massive scene. And I know that at the time, I guess shortly after this movie came out, um, whenever Superman came out, there was a lot of comparison of the destruction between the two films. And so Man of Steel had so much more destruction than... Yeah, Avengers did. it's kind like, of amazing. Like so much. The Avengers more. one is really centered on like a couple of blocks. Yeah, no, <laughs> they make so many points about containment in this film yeah. and how 
there's that great scene where Steve goes up to the two police officers. He's like, we need to get people out through the subway and away from the fighting. We need a perimeter. Who the fuck as far is this guy? <laughs> then he just beats a Chitari to yeah. death, and they're like, I'm going to do exactly what he said. Yeah. What he said? Let's do it. Okay, yeah. we're good. We got this. All right, human police, let's go. <laughs> Yeah, no, like this movie, they like you said, they contain it to certain blocks. You know, there's Grand Central at one point and then, you know, they're just going around in circles. But yeah. compared to Man of Steel, where they literally destroy an entire city. Yeah. And then you're I'm supposed to believe that by the time Batman versus Superman comes out, the city's been rebuilt. I'm sorry. No. Well, no. Uh, well, I mean, they didn't destroy the whole city. They just destroyed like uh, a section. They, just, like they destroyed chunk. like Manhattan, you know. Out of New York City, like imagine just like the Bronx is gone, right? And that's that's what happened in Man of Steel, right? But then they also one. imply that it's been rebuilt. So anyway, no, the I thought the point I thought the point of that was like that they were rebuilding it. Like there was the whole like there's the park where they had the statue of him, but all, there was all that destruction around him, and like a lot of it, they're just like eh, this is a uh, this is a park now. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I was actually paying a lot of attention to the geography of mm-hmm. that fight scene. Because mm-hmm. it's wonderful, and that's like a part of the city that I'm in a lot of the time. My only complaint, or when Steve is giving out orders, he tells Tony, uh, anything that gets more than three blocks out, turn it to ash or send it back. And at one point, mm-hmm. they s- mentioned that there's fighting going on on 6th Avenue, which is, yes, technically right. mm-hmm. only three avenues away, but avenues are very long. <laughs> They're more like three blocks Uh-oh. per avenue so yeah. i don't think they would want the fighting to get all the way out to bryant park from grand central right. but other than that i the other thing i looked was uh <laughs> when he when steve tells Thor's like you got the lightning like the bastards up he's on top of the uh chrysler building when he pulls down the yeah. lightning yeah which is really That's awesome like the and best, i had to check the and- best lightning rod <laughs> i had to check and make sure that it was within that like three block radius and it is so it's uh, actually just one avenue Good. away from that's Grand awesome. Central. Good. <laughs> I mean, with that, something like that, I could excuse. Yeah, like something like that, nice. where he's literally going up for a high point to be able to shoot lightning. I can excuse that being further than three blocks away. So, <laughs> but it, it was within it. It was perfect. That is perfect. Yeah. So it's a well, well choreographed, well storyboarded <laughs> mm-hmm. and thought out fight. Yeah. Somebody somebody definitely had a map of Manhattan. This is actually like a really engaging fight scene because you, the movies up to this point have kind of suffered from, you know, really anticlimactic fights. But there's a lot of emotional like this is where the team building is happening. This is their really bad team building exercise. Yeah. Trust falls. It's a. This is a high degree of difficulty, trust fall. <laughs> I was going to say, like, okay, trust jumps where Nat jumps onto the shield and, like, propels herself up. Like, that's a yeah. really awesome. I need a boost. I yep. need a boost. Shield. Things- I'm yeah. convinced that she learned that on Themyscira. <laughs> oh, definitely. And then Bruce. Yep. Bruce coming yep. in on his little, like, moped thing. Moped. Well, this all looks horrible. And that's also the great moment of that. That's my secret. I'm always yeah. angry. And that's also, just like so. And again, you see that Tony anticipated it. Like he knew that Bruce was going to make his way back. That he yeah. was, you know. Yes, yeah, so. Steve was skeptical. 
It took me a while to figure out, like, the first couple of times how he knew where to go, but I realized that he saw on the computers on S.H.I.E.L.D. where Loki was going yeah. right before everything went to shit, and he was the only one who did. Mm-hmm. I'm always angry. And then he punches the thing. What are those thing giant things called? Giant space whales. <laughs> I don't know what they're actually called, but to me, a party. I'm, to me, they look like giants. I'm they good look with like that. Whales. I'm good with that. I'm good. At, like, I'm good with calling them giant space whales. So, well, of course, it's a giant space whale because then Tony is like, "Have you ever heard the yeah. tale of Jonah?" <laughs> I wouldn't yep, consider yep. him a role model. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> ugh, visceral, yeah. gross, so gross. Yeah. And then you know we have the uh, the incredible hero shot of our our whole team yep. together, mm-hmm. the spinning around spinny, big spinny, su- spinny. You know, the the superhero shot. Yep. It's, oh, so, it's great. so good. I think it's a great and shot. Like it's such a, so good. Such an earned <laughs> moment. It feels yeah. so They're right. Finally, a team. Yay! Way it to go, was Marvel. Really satisfying and yeah, beautiful. Yeah, so it, yeah. And then it all goes to shit because the council has decided to nuke New York City because, yeah, that's what you should do. <laughs> yep. There's not e- there's no guarantee that that will even close the thing, you guys. Like, guys, as long as the portal's like, open, there's still going to be This is a terrible coming. plan. This is oh, horrible. God. Meanwhile, uh, Selvig has kind of had his cognitive recalibration and he admits to having built a failsafe. Well, I think it was uh, when when Tony like blast tried to blast or who was it that tried to blast? Was it Natasha tried to Thor. blast Tony? Tried to shield? Blast it. Thor tried yeah. to blast. Someone tried to blast it. Tony tried to blast it, and there's a shield. Tried to blast and, it. And he got Tony knocked out. Jarvis was then like the shield is pure energy. You can't. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Jarvis had yeah. a little readout. So Selvig reveals to Natasha that she can use the spear to shut it down. A piece, a piece of the thing to kill it. Yeah. It's very much yeah. a la the beast in season four of Angel. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Can only be killed with a piece of itself. You guys, you guys, this is just Buffy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the Avenger is actually just the Buffy verse all over again. It really is. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Me too. Buffy is, Buffy is still works. one of my favorite TV shows. Me too. I've, I've, I think I'm going to do a rewatch soon, actually. It's so amazing that, that it worked because this super could not have worked. I mean, all we have to do is look at the other big fran- uh, franchise and, and see how it, easy it is for this to not yeah. work. Yeah. <sighs> and that is something I am going to give Joss a lot of credit for is that he knows how to take a big ensemble and make them work together well. In, in yeah. this case. In this case. I think when it comes to Age of Ultron, yes, he fucked up some stuff, but I think the studio also had a hand. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that was a I think that. The, that was a bag of cats. I think what went wrong with Age of Ultron is the same thing that went wrong with Iron Man Two, mm-hmm. where they were trying to serve the future too much. Yeah, is they didn't let the movie be its own good movie um, without you know throwing in a lot of stuff that's supposed to come afterwards which got in the way and i think like from the interviews in i mean we'll talk about it more in a few episodes when we do age of ultron but i'm i'm pretty sure that was the the problem yeah uh was that they they had to set up so many things yeah yeah whereas this like you know it was going into it just the culmination of everything yeah yeah it was a culmination of everything that had already been done and also they I'm, i'm sure they had like a very clear don't mess it up don't mess it up don't mess it up don't mess it up this is you know this is our big chance we've gotten this far 
let's not blow it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, 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 they could easily. Yeah. They could easily have just used this as the end of it. Like, yeah, this could have been the, the last yeah, one. The, the end of this movie works as a finale. Like, yeah, the big fight wraps up with Tony taking the nuke and flying it through the wormhole. And he calls Pepper, but Pepper is so enthralled watching the news that she doesn't see the phone ringing. Mm. And it's tragic. And he's- oh, did we? Did we? Sk- hmm? Did we? Did we skip over Puny God? Did we skip over Puny <laughs> oh. God? We did. We did skip Puny God. We did. It was great. <laughs> Puny God. That's so important. So the Hulk like shows up, and and Thor is all. I mean, Loki's all like all. Oh, you stupid mortals! I'm so mad at you. I am a god. Bam, 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 then, bam, bam, bam. And then it's it's like something out of a cartoon. It it's was like it's li- it's literally like Bam Bam from the yeah. Flintstones <laughs> smashing a disobedient dinosaur like left and right. The thing oh. is, so many people missed the puny god because they were laughing. Right. Yeah, they so were laughing hard. so hard already. Right. Oh man, I I think. I, I'm trying to think of because there were so many times in the theater where the audience just spontaneously started clapping, mm-hmm. and and I don't I can't think of another time watching a movie where that happened in the middle of the film. Like things would happen and people were just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Especially man. if it wasn't like the big moment, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> there's definitely been times I've been in theaters and like it's the big climax and mm-hmm. everybody has that moment. Like, uh, when I saw Get Out, the moment that you see, like, TSA written on mm-hmm. the car. Yeah. And you realize that it's like, oh, it's not the cops, it's his friend. Yeah. And everyone was just, like, cheering. Also, like, you definitely had <laughs> moments in Wonder Woman, you know, like, definitely the trench sequence where, like, people started cheering. Yeah. But, like, yeah. yeah. But again, these are all movies that came after. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yep, yep. That feeling of it's okay to clap in the middle of a movie it's kind of gotten a little bit it's it's fun yeah it's fun because yeah. it it's a lot of fun it brings you more toward like the movie is an emotional roller coaster and you're yeah. there for the ride like all yeah. parts of it throughout not just the end anyway i cut you off when you were talking about the emotional self-sacrifice the flying sacrifice up into the giant play. wormhole in the sky tony makes the sacrifice play I think I have check a, off sacrifice play. I think I have like a, a a fan mix like downloaded in iTunes that's called the sacrifice play, and it is a Aww. Tony Stark fan mix. I don't remember where I found it, but so then you know he's fall. They don't see him. Nat goes to close the portal, and he falls through like at the very last second. Yeah. And then they're all excited, and then they realize he's he's not waking fall. up. Yeah. Oh no! And he's falling. Like he's falling at the same speed up. as a feather, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so like Thor's gearing up, spinning his hammer to go rescue him when Hulk just comes jumping in Whee! and like, grabs Science him bros. and just rips off his helmet it's and yells at him because I think Hulk recognized. I think Hulk recognized that Tony was the only person who really. Uh, um, valued him as a member of the team rather than Bruce. Yeah. Right? So if Mm. they're two different, if they have two different mindsets, then Hulk recognized that that conversation with Bruce happened and that he wasn't I love the way you lose control and turn into an enormous green rage monster. He had fun with him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then he lets out that like emotional howl of of pain that 
startles Tony out of being unconscious. <laughs> and then we get the, and then there's the shawarma com- comment. Nobody kissed me, right? <laughs> Nobody kissed Let's me. Got some shawarma, right, guys? And then immediately he wants to eat. Like yeah. that's how Tony Tony reacts. Stark eats his feelings. Yep. 2012. <laughs> And so they oh, go to man. confront Loki, who is making whale noises in Tony's with another hero <laughs> shot. And I love that Clint is front and center. Yeah. In this, he's like, "You, you messed with my brain, man." It's like, "Fuck you." Yep. Revenge. <laughs> I'm getting mine. I'm a revenger now. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have that montage of the news. You've got like. All the people mm-hmm. reacting. And Stanley. Yeah, that was great stuff. Yeah, He's Stanley Stan in there. Superheroes in New York. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. And oh, man, we we totally like there was uh, one of the cut scenes was, like from uh, earlier. Ashley Johnson, like, the right? Girl, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the blonde like waitress mm-hmm. who's like, Captain America, save me. Like she had like a longer yeah. scene where like, yeah. you know, Steve was actually like thinking of asking her out. And Stanley's like, I'll oh, just do it. <laughs> what are you afraid of? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot. Yeah. I forgot that he was in that. I remember that scene existed because she says they have wireless. And he's like, radio? She's like, internet. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's such a cute. He is such a cute. Yep. Yep. But I love watching the reactions and I really love, um, you know, there's that guy who's getting the Tony style. Gary needs Tony. Shave. And there's a kid out there with yeah. that like Hulk equals hero sign. And then you have that asshole politician who was like this was their fight and their mess where are they to answer for it which is always true to the comics as well you know it's true but i'm also like i don't know who you are but i know i didn't vote for you (laughs) (laughs) also i like the kids like you know that you get the kids in the hulk masks and everything yeah the kids just reactions in general of like recounting how it happened because kids reactions are great yeah <laughs> it's a it's a satisfying end, and all the kids in the audience are like, "Yeah, yeah, they're right. That's yep. what happened." Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a yeah, and then you have you know it kind of quiets down, and they end up in the the park, you know, all surrounding Send Thor and Loki, Loki, off in the Loki and his bondage gear. Yep, bondage gear, bondage gear, part one. <laughs> <laughs> Loki ends up in chains a lot. Hmm. Loki. Do you have something to tell us? He's yeah. the subbiest sub and you know it. Oh, I know. He really is. And then you get another like little monologue from Nick Fury, you know, with the council confronting him. It's like, is this what this was? This was a statement. He's like, yep. <laughs> yep. Basically. <laughs> yep. The whole world knows that we got the Avengers now. This world, every world. And I'm like, wow, Nick Fury, you went through a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll see how much trouble he goes through to expose Hydra. More yep. trouble. More trouble. There is more <sighs> trouble brewing on the horizon. There is then... there is so much more trouble brewing. Always, always more trouble. And that really concludes phase one. I mean, you get a little bit of uh, aliens that I don't really care about. Right. I mean, we I have like just the first re- the Thanos reveal, right? Yeah, the first reveal of right. Thanos. And then if you sit... All the way through all of the credits. You can see like, Chris Hemsworth trying not to vomit. <laughs> yep, Hemsworth's trying not to vomit, and Evans is trying to hide the fact that he has a beard. Was the beard for Snowpiercer? Probably. Yeah, it was for Snowpiercer, because that was okay, done during okay. reshoots. At least they didn't right. CGI the beard away. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. And this is my little sippiness. I love in that scene 
Clint's foot is resting on Natasha's chair. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's just, like, really sweet, this kind of, like, I want to be close to you because I've been through some fucked up shit. Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> I need my nap. Oh, man. <laughs> I love, I love that, uh, let's see, what was, cause like there's a, a an association of like, uh, I, I don't know what, um, I don't know what the association would be called, but, but you know, restaurants that sell shawarma, uh-huh. um, like the result of this movie, like their sales, oh, yeah. like nas- nationwide oh, yeah. spiked like 500% mm-hmm. or something. Definitely. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh my God, it's amazing. We're suddenly like pizza. It's <laughs> <sighs> great. Yeah. Before we log off, what was like your oh, big God. feeling coming out of seeing this movie. Well, I hadn't started reading comics yet. That was a big thing for me. It was just fun. Um, like mm-hmm. I've been following, you know, a super, I love a good superhero movie pretty much regardless of the characters. So I had a lot of fun with it. Um, and then I don't think you started pointing me at actual comics until like that winter. Mm-hmm. Because that was the that was right when um, Carol started. Kelly Sue started writing Carol. Yeah. So that was the timing for me. So it was just a lot of fun, and I I was curious about everybody, but didn't really have the motivation to go and s- seek out the content. So until you know, I started so I reading. Think- <laughs> yeah. And I came out really liking it because I had seen all the Avengers movies. Again, I hadn't really been a comic book reader. But for me, what ended up happening directly after the film was I was like, oh, yeah, I really like Clinton Natasha. And at that point in time, I was in a Battlestar Galactica yeah, fandom. Yeah, that, that thing. Yeah, we were. That's where we met. <laughs> and um, it was kind of dwindling at that time because it had been a couple of years since the show had ended. There wasn't a lot yeah. going on. But there was this, all this contingent of Starbuck and Apollo shippers who were like mm-hmm. really, really <laughs> hardcore. Yeah. But then they all like latched they, on. They, every single one of them, pretty much, jumped on, every jumped over. Every single one of them yeah. jumped over onto the Clinton Natasha ship. And Weird. So were a bunch of like Starbuck and Sam shippers too. Oh, they also jumped oh, onto the Clinton yeah. Natasha ship. Huh. And it was really funny because it's like, oh, hey, Black Widow and Hawkeye just healed this divide of yeah. fandom ship war. <laughs> <laughs> and so I got okay. really like suckered into that. It's funny because it's true. <laughs> okay. So I got really suckered into that. And then I was like, okay, I need Black Widow comics. And someone pointed me towards The Name of the Rose by Marjorie Liu. And it kind of has an impact on me because I have a panel of it tattooed on my side. So She does. It's awesome. Deep impact. It it's really awesome. did, and I got to show it to Marjorie Marjorie Lou. She she really liked it. Made her excited. Um, that I have Yay. her words. It says uh, wolves and girls both have sharp teeth. Uh, over my ribs, and it hurt like hell. Cool. Uh, yeah, that sounds like it would hurt. Like <laughs> the ribs hell. is ribs is a painful place for that. Yeah. Not not, not much meat there. Chris, yep, what about yep. you? I. I came out of this movie just I was like bouncing on the on the balls of my feet. I was giddy and excited and so happy. It was is is deeply satisfying and I was just like because I went into it like, you know, I, I had enjoyed all the MCU movies, but you know, there was still like legitimate criticisms I was aware of and I'd been on, you know, various websites and fandom and talking to people and being like, Oh, you know, this it's possible this thing didn't you know, there's oh you know, there was some there were some kinks in the in the armor on Thor and, you know, some parts of, you know, Captain America. Well you know, this is possible. Iron Man two was you know, this has never been done before. I don't know how it's gonna turn out. Oh my god, you know, I'm biting my nails as I'm in line with 
waiting to go see the movie. And then I get in there and just, you know, I, I mentioned how our theater, like, you know, was spontaneously erupting with applause and cheering and, and laughing their, their asses off. And that was, that was me. I was, I was doing that. I was loud and like having a great time. And I came out of that movie just so excited. Yeah for everything that was going to come next and just like i i was certain that it was like you know this is it marvel is they've cracked it it's it's a real shame they don't have the x-men and, and all the other things that belong to them but what they have is great and they're doing a great job yeah. with it and i'm i was just so happy yeah and now i have solidly been in this fandom ever since it it, it made me it made me feel yeah. like a really like happy 10 year old yeah so I'm trying to remember the exact date of this, but I, so my sister grad graduated from, um, grad school a few years back at, down in South Carolina and the family, we all went down, uh, for the ceremony and, uh, it was either like Friday or Thursday. We went out to an oyster bar for some appetizers before a dinner and, Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So we're sitting there. It's me, my two sisters, and my dad. And they go to me. So Becca, what's this? What's the deal with this whole MCU thing, right? And at this point, I think we knew that Daredevil was coming out, and we knew that they were doing. I think we knew that they were doing Jessica Jones. So we knew about the Netflix titles, and we knew what movies were coming. So I took, and it was like a paper menu, right? So it wasn't like a plastic laminated menu. It was just paper. So I took it. I grabbed a pen, and I started writing out the chronology for the MCU. And then Debbie goes, <laughs> she goes, but wait, what, what about, I mean, what about the X-Men? What about them? And like fantastic, what's fantastic <laughs> four and spider. So I have, I think I still have it somewhere in the house or I at least have a picture of it, but I have on the left, I have the chronology of MCU. And then I have like in different little boxes, like Spider-Man and X-Men <laughs> and fantastic four. <laughs> I think I texted you a picture of it, right? Oh, I think you did. It was so funny. I'm like, this is what Becca does when she gets drunk. She writes out chronologies even, of fictional I wasn't works. even. I had had like a beer. I wasn't even drunk. <laughs> no, I I actually turn into drunk. I nice. am drunk history. Phase one was a fun ride. You know. Yeah, and next time you hear from us, we're going to be moving into phase two, starting with <sighs> Iron Man three, which. Uh, I think arguably for me is my favorite of the Iron Man films. Uh, yeah. but, uh, it is quite good. Yeah, we'll get into that debate later. It's going to be really yeah, fun. It, it, there's uh, a lot to talk about with Iron that. Man three is Iron Man three. There's going to be a lot to talk yeah. about. And also it's one of the, uh, one of the great things about the, uh, the Marvel cinematic universe that, you know, up to this point, Whenever there's like a sequel, it's like, oh, well, you know, it'll be fun, but it won't be as good as the original. Oh, you know, there's a third one. Oh, this is going to be terrible. Oh, there's a fourth one. Why bother? Well, except for Rocky Four. Anyway, but on the third Iron Man, it was like, wait a second. This is much better than yeah. the second one and and as good as mm -hmm. the first, if not yep. better in many ways. And like since then, the sequels of all the, you know, like how I was saying going into the Avengers, like uh, it was kind of like, oh, you know, there have been some missteps. Like as much as I, I love Thor and I love Captain America, those first two movies are the weakest ones of the trilogies that they've got. Like, like well, OK, except for Thor. The yeah. Anyway, but like Captain America just kept getting oh my god better. oh yeah oh my god yeah winter soldier yeah. and civil war are just like freaking phenomenal films they are still the, they are the top i mean ragnarok's yeah. up there now too but 
those two are the best. Yeah, I, they are my favorites. Like. But it is just amazing to see, like, in this giant franchise of 18 movies, uh, you know, all this interconnected stuff that hadn't been done before. The more they do, the longer it goes, the better yep. it gets. It's amazing. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. It's like reading yeah. a comic at this point. It's just it's new installments and people, you know, I don't think my parents really get it. They don't understand like, oh, hasn't it jumped the shark? I'm like, you don't understand. It, it's not about jumping the shark is because they keep going deeper. They keep doing more. Like there's so much to more! build on because it's they alive! have these relationships. More! <laughs> All right. So we're going to get into this more when yes. we hit up Iron Man 3. It's going to be awesome. Thank you so much for sticking around with us through phase one. It was awesome. <sighs> the first phase. All right. Anybody got anything to pitch before we head off? Uh, Ray's blog. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let Ray pitch it herself. Was that planned? Was that a planned no, plug? No, it wasn't. I was, I was shocked <laughs> and I'm honored. Yes. So, um. Come check out SuperpowersSoldSeparately.com. It's a fitness blog for nerds, by nerds. Uh, I just posted a little she hulky post about protein, which is going to be a couple weeks old by the time this episode gets out. But there'll be more new nerdy <laughs> awesome content, so you should come check it out. Yes, I agree. Come live your best right. superhero life. Yes. Yeah. And then, uh, as long as we're plugging stuff, uh, check out Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, where me and uh, three other hosts uh, talk about the 1990 live-action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, one movie at a time. And uh, we have finished the whole we finished the whole first movie, and uh, as of the time this comes out, um, our finale wrap-up episode will com have come out. Uh, our interview with the director, Stephen Barron, will have nice. come out. Uh, our special episode with uh, MC Golden Voice, the guy who did the T-U-R-T-L-E power. You know, that song <laughs> and the end credits has come out. So we uh, we had a lot of fun with it. Um, you know, you can binge it at your leisure. we got about 40 hours worth of oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle-themed discussion uh, that you can you can just listen to whenever. Nice. Awesome. And uh, you should do that. Plug. <laughs> 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 